happy holidays, everybody, and welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. This is Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Walter Williams III, and tonight I am joined with Shelton. Hello. Welcome back, Shelton. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's been a minute for us, but um, we are back. Fun. Yeah, and we're back, and we're going to talk about the 1978 obscure movie that no one has ever heard of. Blood Rage. That um, no one's ever heard of for a reason. We'll get into that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you have not seen the movie, um, this consider this your spoiler warning. But if you have, if you have, uh, I hope you enjoy this little gem of a film we're going to talk about. Holy crap. You're being very charitable. I'm trying because we're going to rip this movie apart. <laughs> it's, it's so. First off, um, like I said, happy holidays. Uh, this is our first podcast back in the month of December. We got three shows this coming month uh, leading up to Christmas Day. You'll have a podcast around there. So uh, we're just going to do some wacky Christmas movies. Man. Okay, first off. We're, the reason we're doing, I said we're doing Christmas movies, but the reason we're doing this one is because it's a Thanksgiving movie. A while back, uh, our co-host Zaria asked, um, I believe it's actually in the Black Christmas podcast, if you go back to that one. Zaria yeah. asked if um, we had any Thanksgiving uh, horror movies, and I told her that there's a few of them, but I'd have to figure out, and I couldn't figure out what the one I was thinking of up until like after we got done recording. I was like, ugh. But uh, luckily, I just said, yay, let's do this and put it on a schedule. Um, she couldn't be here for this podcast, but I'm pretty sure she still watched it. And I feel really bad for her <laughs> having watched it. Oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, Blood Rage is technically, well, no, it, Blood Rage is a Thanksgiving horror movie. I think it's the best Thanksgiving horror movie we have. So that gives oh, you God. a, uh, that gives you a, a you know, a uh, spectrum of the the small little pile of Thanksgiving horror we have in in the world, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sad blood rage, depressing, like yeah, that it, fucking relatives Thanksgiving dinner yeah, that everybody well, goes to, but nobody really wants to eat. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I first saw this over the summer of 2020. Uh, I want to say it was back in June or July, maybe May. I saw it fairly early in the summer. Um, I don't know how I came across it. I think I was listening to a podcast and someone mentioned it, or maybe I was on YouTube, but either way, I saw it, and it was streaming on Amazon. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, I was like, whoa, this is... Why is this here? <laughs> I had so many <laughs> questions that no one could answer. Not even Google had all the answers. It's really weird and confusing. Like, I tried to look up a summary video or something after... And nobody's talked about it. Nope. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to ignore all the plot holes then. <laughs> yeah. the, only, the only person, I don't know if you ever watched them. If you, you know, you really should, but I, I recommend Dead Meat. They usually covered a lot of those movies. They actually covered it, James. He covered it on Dead Meat. Mm -hmm. And it's such a funny, like, little <laughs> reprise of the old movie. But, uh, yeah, that's the only person I've ever seen, like, recount this movie. Um, but this movie is a, okay, so yeah, we all know I love slashers. I spent all summer screaming about it. <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of this podcast screaming about it, but yep. 
this is a this is a different kind of slasher than I usually like really like obsess over. This is a part of this like subgenre of slasher, and there's a lot of subgenres, but this is like a, a real deep subgenre of like low budget, outrageous, but yet grounded, campy seventies and eighties B movie slasher movies. And these are so hilarious to watch because they're so they're and I don't know they're for me personally they're so they're grounded enough for me to go with but they're still outrageous that it's like I can't take any of it seriously at all it just sometimes just flat out bad but I can't help they're but so love it boring to me you count you think they're boring I I don't yes. think they're boring they're far from boring if you watch them but like because there's no there's no real like. It doesn't feel like there's any stakes. The characters are pretty uninteresting. Um, it's pretty much follow the guy, or the killer around while he kills, and then let's just randomly jump to different areas so he can get a new kill. Yeah. While it cuts to the other one doing like random shit, the other twin, and then like people finding the bodies, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, that's specifically this movie, and this does fit all of those tropes, because this is a whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just the, like, the obviousness of the bad acting, like, you know, normal oh, slashers, so you know, like, I'm trying to, like, paint a picture here, but, like, you know, normal slashers, they have their tropes, you know, usually they take the, pl- they either take the, the themselves seriously, or they're very self-aware. This is just full-on, like... We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> and I love this little <laughs> section of genre, uh, this little section of slasher movies. It's so funny. But um, I'm just going to name a few that I've seen that are my favorites. And I'm pretty sure other people have out, have seen out there. And I know, Sheldon, you have seen another one of these. <laughs> and I know uh, co-host Savannah, she watched one with me, like, I believe at the beginning of the summer, too. Um, but, uh, okay, so that was, so we have, these movies here. We got Sleepaway Camp, which is a Friday the 13th ripoff, but a much better movie, and it's absolutely awesome. Uh, Savannah's <laughs> mentioned it a few times on the podcast. We also got a movie called Bloody Birthday. Um, I'm I don't know what that one's about. <laughs> I have, I don't remember. I think it's just it deals with a comet and kids, and the kids are killing people, but that's about it. Uh, pretty much all of these are also from like Canada, <laughs> so blame them. Uh, <laughs> We got another favorite of mine, April Fool's Day. It is an awesome movie. I want to do it on the podcast one day. It is, it's so good. Like it's, it's not, it's not bad like this one. When I say it's good, it's, it's kind of like, it's better than Friday the Thirteenth. Like it's so good, but it's just as goofy. Like plot, like this one actually, this one has an actual plot basically. <laughs> All the other ones don't. Uh, we also have ha- uh, Happy Birthday to Me. I actually have this on DVD. This one is another movie from Canada. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, it deals with a birthday, and, you know, we got a group of teens. It's a birthday party, and someone just start, starts to just kill a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, the one we're doing next uh, time on the podcast is uh, the next one we're going to do for this series is Silent Night, Deadly Night. We'll talk about that one. But Santa Claus Killer. One of mine, I love this movie, Chopping Mall. Uh, it de- it I think you would like this one, Shelton, because we don't have a traditional like human killer. It's a it's a uh-huh. bunch of people, it's a bunch of teenagers locked in a high security mall, and they have drones and robots as their security, and they just go haywire and start like murking people. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. no, no, I would hate that. No, dude, it's <laughs> so awesome. There's like lasers coming out of the robots' hands and stuff. Like it's awesome. It's I love this movie. 
You made it uh, sound. You making it sound like fucking <laughs> a Michael Bay slash. <laughs> yeah, just like fucking lasers and explosions <laughs> and robots. It's look. It's far from any Michael Bay movie, but it's funny, and it makes no. It makes just about as sense as a Michael Bay movie. Like absolutely. Oh. It's so bad, but it's so fun. You know, it's so fun to watch. I'm telling you, like all these movies are so fun to watch. Uh, the next one we have, the next one, another one of my favorites is Deadly Friend. Uh, it's a Wes Craven movie. This one is this one will make you angry because it makes no sense. It's a, oh God, it's another robot, but the robot is, oh, it's uh, I can't even describe it. Uh, I hope we can do this one day too. But basically, you got girl, boy meets girl. Girl is abused by dad. Girl dies. Boy has a robot. Takes shit from robot, puts it in girl brain, and girl goes off on a killing spree as a robot. And she, she goes beep beep as she does it. Like it's it makes no sense. It's also based on a book that makes no sense. So and then oh, uh, last but not least, I think the one that started it all. Uh, I count it. I count it in this group because I feel like a lot of them emulate this and Halloween. But uh, Black Christmas, we reviewed that earlier this year. <laughs> I count it, although I think Black Christmas has a much more elevated status to it. I think it actually makes more sense, but it still looks about the same. <laughs> and, you know, you hated Black Christmas. I love Black Christmas, oh, yeah. but it's still not good. So that's my love on these low budget. Like These are the like bottom tier slash movies. Like It doesn't get any worse than this. But... um. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about some movie facts on this movie, because there's actual... I have to to tell you some things that will clear a lot of your questions up about this movie and why it's the way it is. Okay. All right, so let's go to break. That isn't cranberry sauce, Artie. That is not cranberry sauce. All right, so we're back, and I'm going to give you some movie facts on Blood Rage, so hopefully I can clear up all your questions here. So it was theatrically released in March 29th, 1987. It was directed by John Grismere, written by Bruce Rubin. The film stars Louise Lasser, Mark Soper, who plays both of the twins, Julie Gordon, and Jane Benzine. And the plot goes as such... (laughs) Like I was telling you, uh, I couldn't find a proper plot that explained the movie well on any website or anything, so I had to make up one based on what I saw. So, uh, taking place over Thanksgiving, Terry, his mom, and their friends find themselves in a nightmare as a machete-wielding killer, not Jason Voorhees, but suspected to be Terry's identical twin brother, Todd, after he escapes from a mental asylum. Jesus Christ. Uh, The movie. (laughs) All right. So let's clear some things up here. The movie was filmed in 1983, actually, but it didn't get released until 1987. Uh, It was filmed. Yeah, it was filmed in Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was cheap. Oh, fuck. It was it was theatrically it was theatrically released under the title Nightmare at Shadow Woods in 1987. And that's a pretty it, badass name. It really is. Although it's kind of played on the whole Nightmare on Elm Street thing, but I mean, whatever. It's the 80s. We copy everything. Um, but it was a more censored cut of the movie 
a lot of the gore and the special effects were taken out. Of course. Uh, from that point on, the film was released to home video under the name Blood Rage, though there was much confusion given that the opening credits of the movie said Slasher. <laughs> and yeah. that is... That is the name the film used when they were, like, producing it and making it until they came up with a title, but somehow it stayed in the movie. Of course. So, uh, I was going to ask, I guess you already answered it, what was the better title? Uh, Blood Rage, Slasher, or Nightmare at Shadow Woods? I think think Shadow Woods is better. Well, it just sounds cooler. It probably doesn't fit. Yeah, given that this is an apartment, well. <laughs> this is yeah, like an apartment thing here. They're only in the woods, like barely. So, yeah. I mean, let's get some perspective here. These are woods that, like, are in the, you know, these are like um, apartment townhousing type thing. So the woods, quote unquote, is just like I think the place is called Shadow Woods. Like the apartment place mm-hmm. is called Shadow Woods. So the, the so the woods aren't really woods, but. They're in the woods, but it's kind of just like walking areas for to get to like other houses and everything. So I thought that was pretty weird. Also kind of funny. Uh, Slasher is a, it's a generic title. You, I mean, I get why they had it when they were producing it. They didn't come up with the title yet. But like for that to be the movie, it, it's for it to be still in the movie is hilarious to me. Yeah. And uh, all right. So let's get to some fun facts here. Uh, Mary Ann Cantor is the producer of the movie, uh, meaning she kind of paid for it. Again, cheap. But she also <laughs> she also plays the psychiatrist. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so the woman in the movie who plays the psychiatrist produced this movie. And, and here is why. She wasn't meant to be in the movie, but the actress that they hired to play the psychiatrist just, just didn't show up. And they had wow. no one else. She didn't out. <laughs> she whoever that actress was dodged the bullet man for real uh she just didn't show up but they were like well we only got a certain amount of days to film this movie but uh all right so um also ted ted Raimi, brother of the director sam Raimi, uh he directed the spider-man trilogy with toby mcguire evil dead franchise uh, he's currently directing Doctor Strange 2 in Atlanta right now. Or no, London. They're in London. So yeah, Ted Raimi plays the condom guy in the bathroom at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a scene. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till we talk about that. But uh, yeah, that's uh, this is his first film role. Ted Raimi is a, you know, his brother is Sam Raimi, but he's also an actor. Um, you can, he's, he's that guy that you see in everything, but you never notice until after you've seen it. And it's like, was that? Okay, but yeah, uh, I you know I when I think about Ted Raimi, I mainly do think about the Spider-Man movies. He's one of the workers in J. Jonah James's office. He's the guy with the glasses that's always like, oh JJ, and he's like you know pitching him ideas and everything. Usually standing next to the black guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, last but not least, the guy that played Bill in this movie was the special effects artist, oh, wow. and uh, he went on to do. T- uh, Terminator 2 and a bunch of other movies. <laughs> so, you know, there's some people in here that went on to actually be people. Everyone else were never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're going to take one last break and then we're going to talk about this movie, Blood Rage. Looks like you're going to get a chance to meet the rest of the family. My psychotic brother just escaped. 
just don't want to spoil things. Anybody else need more turkey? No, I'm pretty good, thanks. I don't like to talk about my brother. He gives me nightmares. I mean, this Thanksgiving. You know, somebody ought to tell him to get inside. Nobody should be out with my brother around. He looked exactly like Terry, except he had this really wild, crazed look in his eyes. real sweetheart you know that a real sweetheart it's not cranberry sauce Artie. it's not cranberry sauce all right so let's talk about blood rage shelton oh yay (laughs) oh man um where did we even start i guess (laughs) we'll start where the movie starts in 1974 jacksonville florida a drive-in movie. It says slasher. And we follow a purple guy in a tank top. <laughs> First of all, that purple tank top was horrible. Uh, let's dive right into condom guy. Oh. <laughs> all right. I was so, so confused. <laughs> I saw the condom guy and I was like, oh, wait, am I on the right movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was wondering. Cause like, once you put it on, it's like, whoa, is this, is this the right movie here? With everything you've had us watch, like I'm not, too surprised though to be real felt pretty on par really because i was surprised when i first watched it and i was surprised when i watched it again i was like oh i totally forgot it started like this <laughs> i totally forget about this at the beginning like i completely forget about it but like coming back to it it was like whoa who are all these people no one ever <laughs> matters it was all like <laughs> we've been to a drive-in did we <laughs> Could you imagine if we went to the bathroom and some guy in a hat trench coat <laughs> offered us condoms? <laughs> and the fact that he bought them, too, was just hilarious. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. And he had them pinned to his jacket. He said, which one do you want? He said, I prefer Trojan. And just completely just sat there and bought a condom. Uh, but, you know, we I can't... Hate- we, we can't knock his hustle because everyone at that drive-in is just, like, hooking up. And didn't bring fucking condoms. <laughs> maybe they knew he was going to... Maybe he, they knew he was there, so they didn't have to. <laughs> That's... They, that dude gave him a dollar for a condom. <laughs> That's an overpriced condom. Not a box. It was just a single... A condom. single one, yes. A single square. That may have had a hole in it because he had him into his jacket. That man bought pussy for a dollar. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> I mean, inflammation would have been what five dollars now? <laughs> Maybe twenty. <laughs> oh, fucking inflation! I don't know math, but yeah. So <laughs> I do kind of sort of like the intention of this beginning because we are following this one guy. You know, use slash. It's a slasher movies. So you usually get your first character who's the first kill. So I like here that, one, it's a guy. Usually it's a girl. But here we have a guy. He's in a purple tank. I can't get over the purple tank top. But he's, we follow him throughout this drive-in. He goes, use the bathroom, <laughs> then buys a condom. Then he buys food, I think. And No, he buys food first and then goes to the bathroom. And then buys the condom. And then <laughs> goes back to the car. Everyone's hooking up. And we 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 introduce we get introduced to the main characters of this movie. Oh, okay. So we got the mom, her twin kids, and her boyfriend at the time. What is your first impression when you see them in this tiny car 
um, I was just like, oh, okay, they're at the drive-in, they're having a good time, and then the kids are sleeping, the, they're like, all right, it's time to get it on, and it's like, you guys are fucking shit parents. Like, yeah. I get they're not your kids, dude, but damn, I didn't know we were on the fuck them kids fucking ride that hard. <laughs> did you know they were, did you know that they were the main characters at this point? Um, the, who? The mom and the... The mom and the kids. <laughs> did you, yeah, yeah, did yeah. You, Okay, so you caught on pretty quick. I was confused. I was like, all right, so this is our first kill. But I didn't know that we were going to be following these guys, <laughs> these kids. <laughs> first off, did you notice the rifle sitting atop one kid as he was sleeping? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? And then, like, it cuts it cuts to the back to the mom, then it cuts again, and it's gone. Like, it's gone. And I'm like, where'd the rifle go? <laughs> yeah, and then out of nowhere, he, the, one of the kids gets a fucking axe. Yeah, and yeah, also, so, how did they sneak out of the car? Like, I get that they were like going, uh, like getting ready to go at it, but even then, how did they not notice the kids sneak out the car? I know, like they were sleeping, and then they're like, "All right, let's do it." And then they we immediately wake up, and they're like, "All right, let's sneak out the car." How do you not hear the back door opening? <laughs> how I do you not feel the car get lighter? <laughs> like, it's just so many things wrong with just that. This, this is hilarious but yeah uh so we yeah the twin kids terry and todd um they just they didn't hear him leave but uh it's right here we kind of get the first instance that terry who will be our killer we learned that later early on who is the bad twin he's triggered by sex which is a thing i i think they stole from halloween but he's i guess friday 13th <laughs> but he's triggered by sex so he decides to go hack up a dude he's i don't know where he gets this hatchet from he just yeah. I, i'm like was it the, was it in their back seat but no they left out the back seat they just go to a random truck and steal a hatchet like how did he know it was there what if it was something else? what if someone saw him and then we got little todd here just waddling behind him like dude do something yeah Basically, Terry goes to Tank Top Guy, who's full-on smashing and just, just decides to watch, and then, like, hits him in the face with the hatchet and kills the guy. And that's kind of like our opening kill here. I absolutely love it. I do love the shot where the blood hits the popcorn. Like, that's actually a really good, like, visual there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. What do you think about this kill here? Um, I thought it was pretty good. I definitely think the guy shouldn't have been screaming with the axe in his face, but, you know, <laughs> well, uh, we'll ignore that. Yeah, my thing is, but, like, there's a moment before he gets hit in the face with the axe. He's like, hey, get out of here. I'm like, how do you not, you know, do the whole, where's your mom thing? Like, how do you not say that? But, like. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you're, if you're going at it, you're balls deep in you're not gonna be like where's your mom no get out of here <laughs> i mean it's just it's just such a wild thing to watch but yeah terry kills this dude the girl she just gets out the car and runs she naked. was hey she was a fucking survivor <laughs> she left everything and ran like just ass out just like I thought that's just a funny image. Just like ah runs. Yeah. I honestly I feel like they, they could have cut away a lot sooner. Like they really had that woman run so far. 
like the director's ass naked at nighttime in the woods in the fucking woods in the middle of nowhere in florida (laughs) oh god like i feel like the director was just like all right look you just gotta get out the car and run whatever you do don't stop running (laughs) (laughs) with camera angles and visuals and things that was a, a good kill though like, yeah. like you said, when he stabs him in the uh, face with the hatchet and then the blood starts spraying, you see it get on her and then her reaction and everywhere yeah. else. It was really good. Yeah, look, people out there, this movie's horrible, but it actually looks good. Like, it's not a bad, like, it's <laughs> no, it's not compared to, I still think Black Christmas is a better movie because it has actual, like, has an actual plot. Like, the plot you know, was actually good, too. I'll give it that. Yeah, but it wasn't executed the best, but it it was a good plot in theory. Yeah, but I think this movie looks better because you know Black Christmas there was a lot of shadows and stuff, which it worked yeah. for that movie. But here you see a lot of you see everything, and I, you know I think the special effects are believable in most scenes, especially this beginning one here. So this movie is bad, but it's got some some things going for it until we, yeah. people start actually talking. <laughs> Pretty much. God, the dialogue is so bad. And speaking of bad acting, we skipped to <laughs> the mom who finally realizes that her kids are not in the car and just flips out and runs all the way. She, you know, everybody's gathered around these bloody kids. No one's doing anything. And the mom finds it. She goes to, uh, what, Terry. And Terry's like lying his butt off because he's set up Todd by wiping mm-hmm. his hands, which is. My thing here is that, so, you got, you got to go, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how police work and stuff, or common sense worked in the 80s, but if one kid's got blood smeared on him, and the other kid's got blood splattered on him, you would think you would, <laughs> you would think something's fishy there if the blood splatter matches the kid that has the blood splatter, while the other kid just has a handprint on his cheek. Like, you would think something's fishy there. Like I'm, no. If anything, if anything, you take both of them in because they both have blood all over them. Exactly. Also, were there not any witnesses? I mean, did you not find the naked chick? That was the biggest thing. They were literally. Well, she wouldn't be able to tell the difference. They were dressed in the same clothes too, weren't they? No, no, they weren't. Oh, they weren't. No, they both had stripes, but. um, Okay. They make it a point, you know, again, this movie has something's going for it. Art art direction-wise, both of the boys wear stripes, but I think Terry is always wearing the bigger stripes, while Todd uh, has the skinnier ones. I just saw stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the, you know, filmmaking-wise, that's what the audience is going to go with. But, you know, if you notice it, it there's I think they're saying something there with the whole twin. I, I think everything with the twins here is really good. Like those two characters are actually pretty scripted well. They're written well. Again, until someone starts talking. But I think yep. visually they knew what they were doing. This movie feels like they had two different directors. You had someone who was over the script and someone who was over <laughs> the actual visuals. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the guy who was over the visuals went on to do other things in Hollywood. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> oh god. Okay, how annoying is this mom? Even <laughs> She is really annoying because she's just like she's it feels like at that point she's supposed to be like the the primary main character when it comes to like um the 
the surviving side, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. supposed to be the one who's figuring things out and putting the puzzle pieces together. But Is it's she? like as soon as you get she they build it like that with the psychiatrist scene. But after mm. that it just drops off. And she never really does anything important after that. Yeah, I'll get to the mom. I've got words because like especially later on, she does nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Because I know we're going to the psychiatrist scene. Yes, we're doing that. That voiceover was garbage. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate voiceover in general, like in anything. Like, it's the main reason why I can't stick with uh, Dexter for more than three episodes. But, like, what was that? <laughs> They're talking as the voiceover is going on, so it's really confusing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. The clear, though, oh. we got ten years later, and we meet the mom, who we finally get her name is Maddie. And she looks like a nut job. Like, she just looks crazy. Yes. And we get introduced like to Doc. Pamela Voorhees. Oh, yeah. Well, then again, Pamela Voorhees was attractive. This woman, I don't know if it's a woman. Without the sexy, <laughs> with all the insane. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. But uh, the mom, her name is Maddie. <laughs> Names don't matter in this movie at all. But her name's Maddie, yeah. and she visits Dr. Beeman, who... You know, 10 years later, Todd was accused of the murder somehow. They booked this kid into a mental hospital, and the other kid got to go home with his mom. And they probably did some things. And the, the, the psychiatrist voiceovers the entire scene of her visiting Todd for Thanksgiving. Which, actually, I think I think it might be um, that maybe they had the dialogue the script was written a certain way, but they decided they wanted to change the dialogue. And so they threw the voiceover in because it looks like they tried to kind of make it flow with the psychiatrist as she was talking, but then it switches and also does like the psychiatrist's thoughts about yeah. the mom and stuff. It, it feels like they try to do both at once and it gets really confusing on which they're doing at what times. I guess to me it was just like here's exposition in case the exposition that we had wasn't clear enough. Mom's here and she's visiting this kid. He's been in a mental hospital for ten years. So I mean, all right. So hold on here, because everybody looks like they're thirty in this movie. Everybody looks like they're thirty and plus. But yeah. I'm assuming that okay, so the twins were seven when the drive-through thing happened because later on they mentioned that Terry is seventeen. Which would make him high school age, but everyone else is college aged. And they make it all the friends that we meet, Artie and all them, uh, Terry's friends, they're they mention that they're college age. But this is ten years later from them being kids. So I'm assuming they were seven because they mentioned at some point that Terry was 17, and so I'm assuming Todd is 17. Either way, there's no possible way that they would be in college. So why is this high school kid hanging out with these college kids? Like, Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It took me a minute to realize it like after watching it, but I was like, this doesn't make any sense here. How do you feel about Todd, the good one, the good twin? He's really boring. <laughs> Like, if it, it feels like he's just kind of there, like, to give the other twin an excuse to start murdering people and in a, in a fall guy for it all. But yeah. it, it, it doesn't feel like he's he's legitimately making any headway with, like, getting 
the record set straight. I guess like he tries, but it's like it doesn't go anywhere. And then it's like it just doesn't work. And it's like, okay, well, let's go watch him kill some more people. (laughs) Yeah. Todd, like his mom, does nothing throughout this entire movie (laughs) except look guilty when he isn't. But like, I think, yeah, just Todd's character is kind of just not there. But I think the actor does a good job of playing not there because again, it's one actor playing both of these dudes. And and I think he's actually pretty good. Like he, he, he sells the fact that they're two different people. Yeah. But you know, one of them's just a little slow and the other one is insane. Yep. Um, I think the main point was that he was trying to make them both seem childlike because that worked. That yeah, I've Terry. We'll talk about Terry, but Terry oh, throughout God. this movie is just giggling and skipping. Todd, you know, he's more of a shy child, so I think that is the only difference between them. But other than that, Todd does nothing but kind of waddle throughout this entire movie. <laughs> he looks like a, he reminds me of a duck. Like I just I kept thinking, like, why does he look like a duck? <laughs> you know, he's an, he's identical to the killer, but like he looks like a duck. Like, he just looks he looks pretty pathetic. Yeah. It's you like, you guys really thought this guy killed people? Look at him. <laughs> exactly. It was like, did y'all not? And the psychiatrist was like, I don't think he killed anyone. Then why is he still there? <laughs> why? You can yeah, put him. You're supposed to be the person that, like, lets them know his mental state and whether he's have... lying or. Yeah. Like. Has a condition, you know? I don't. Yeah, I don't know how really this stuff works, but I would think, like, if. You're pretty sure after your mental analysis, probably from the first day that he got there seven years ago, if you know for a fact he didn't do it, you have the you have the obligation as a psychiatrist to tell the police. And also, if you as a psychiatrist, you would be able to know that this mother is not well. You can put him and you can put him in a in a home somewhere. Like you can put Todd in foster care while y'all investigate. Still, like people do that. At you the don't same have to, time. At the same time, though, they she did say um, that she believed that he was, like, he actually believed that the other brother did it, and, it, it even though he did. So she was uh, kind of yeah, clueless. I guess that's, <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I took it as that she knew for a fact that he didn't do it. I, I think she had doubts, but she was trying to connect a different condition to it because it made sense. Okay, so basically she just couldn't diagnose the kid. Yeah, she just couldn't diagnose him properly. Well, that's a horrible psychiatrist. Oh, yeah, no, not very good. Well, she's horrible in this movie. She, I I get you're a producer, but, like, you could have put some effort into any of your acting. Like, anything. You could have gave, <laughs> she could have just moved her face once. She she does She looks horrible <laughs> in this movie. But, um, yeah, Todd throws a pie against the wall, which is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> No pie. <laughs> the disrespect. Uh, but, but why though? <laughs> it was so. It was. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, we meet Terry, and we get his Terry and his friends, his college friends, and his girlfriend, who's also in college, Andrea, who he he completely abandons her halfway through this movie. <laughs> but he really Andrea, does. Yeah. <laughs> First off, she's not even the main character. She dies later on. The main, the main final girl is Karen, who's just walking by in this Fucking scene. Karen. 
I don't like Karen in this movie either. But yeah, she's walking by with her mom, and they're all playing like shirtless football or something like that. Which why are the girls playing? I mean, I don't know. But it does. Mm, I don't want to come off as sexist, but like <laughs> these are some pretty. Again, they all look like they're thirty, so these are some pretty beefy dudes playing football, like football. They're like hiking and everything with these with these women. It's like this doesn't seem like fair. <laughs> yeah, they, they were definitely just having fun. <laughs> yeah. Then what what kills me is that like when I see this scene, I'm like, it's Thanksgiving, right? Like I know it's Florida, but I'm pretty sure like. It's still kind of the temperatures drop some a little bit in Florida. So why is everyone half naked? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know actually. I don't. I don't know what the weather's like with the in Florida year round. I know it gets. Well, it I mean, can get chilly, but like. Yeah, I mean we're talking Thanksgiving, so like late dis November. Oh if, yeah, if, never mind. You're right. In Fuck. in Florida, yeah, like you know, Florida does get chilly. Like there's yeah. still a wet late. So the fact that everyone's just like shirtless and half naked playing football in the sun. And then what kills me is that they immediately like, we're done playing football. Let's go for a swim. You're going to the pool. <laughs> Look, Walter, November. it's drip or drown. Okay. <laughs> drip or fucking drown, dude. We're like drip and freeze. Like it's <laughs> Or at least it's like they're all gonna get some kind of like sickness, like pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, like I'm pretty sure pneumonia. the wind is blowing. Like it's there's some kind of wind, and then they all wear long sleeve shirts at night, so it's like something. There's something going on with the weather here. Like they're all wearing <laughs> long sleeve shirts at night. But yeah, they completely forget the seasons, and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to spend Thanksgiving in Florida, but I know that this did not seem right at all <laughs> so we finally get to thanksgiving I'm, I'm a pun it to you pun intended uh for to you shelton about this thanksgiving this whole entire thanksgiving scene what was your thoughts as you were watching them <laughs> fix the food and eat the food and everything here what was your it was thoughts? so fucking boring <laughs> oh my god it was the so main boring the main centerpiece and point of this movie and you thought it was boring <laughs> yes because, because literally it's just a bunch of dialogue with that you don't care the only dialogue that you actually care about is when um the twin the twin actually makes he says things that sound like he wants to kill people and that's the only interesting part the entire yes. time everything else is like okay all this random, pointless dialogue that means nothing from people that don't matter and don't show up again. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, we meet all of these people, only, like, three of them show up again in the movie. And that's Karen, Andrea, and, uh, what, Brad, the mom's boyfriend. We have four other people at this table that never show up again. <laughs> no, I think Julia. Julia's there, too. She's the mom later on, but we'll get to yeah. But other than that, we got these two other adults who just disappear. <laughs> who I'm pretty sure they were just they were probably working on the set as like other people, but like <laughs> they, it just it's it's insane. That scene it's, just it, did not have to be nearly as long as it was. It did not. But yeah, so mom's getting remarried to the Brad who <laughs> who is like the overseer. I don't know, he's the the manager of the apartments. 
So, I mean, honestly, that's pretty good. <laughs> a little scandalous, but, you know. Everybody's pretty cool with it, yeah. He seemed like a good enough guy, honestly. Like, there wasn't anything wrong with him. There wasn't really a reason for, um, there wasn't really a reason for Terry to hate him. I think he just didn't want his mom to be with anyone. Yeah, which is subtext in itself, but then again, it feels kind of lazy. Very Bates Motelli without really building it up or making it interesting. Exactly. Also, we're fun fact, we're recording this on December 11th. Um, Psycho takes place on December 11th. So go back and watch, listen to that episode. I actually had fun with that episode, actually. Shameless uh, plug. Shameless plug. Movie facts, baby. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Bob getting remarried and a lot of useless, un, a lot of his information in his Thanksgiving scene is useless until we get the call. But first, I want to reckon, did you notice that, um, first, did you notice that Terry was drinking milk? Yeah, it was fucking weird. Yeah. Who drinks milk at Thanksgiving? If anybody, I don't care who you are. If you drink, if I see you at that damn Thanksgiving table and you have a glass of milk, we're, we're boxing on site on the turkey. <laughs> Dead serious. Bring a fucking glass. Ooh, man. I'm <laughs> not in front of my salad. Don't, don't drink milk at Thanksgiving. I'll fight you. Oh, God. <laughs> I. Unless they bring the pie out. That's okay. If they bring, you know, the sweet potato pie or whatever out, okay, go ahead. It's fine. You but he pie. wasn't. Here's but no, my they were eating dinner. Here's my thing. Mom brings Todd a, pie, a piece, a slice of pie at the beginning of the movie. There is no pie on that table. I you don't looked. like pie. There is no pie on that table. So where did she get the slice of pie from at the beginning? It's just. So I was like, where did she just? Did she only make one slice of pie? Like who she does remembered that? last time. Keep the pie away from him. <laughs> oh God. But um. Man, okay, yeah, so Terry drinking milk. There's actually significance to this. In, uh, I learned this a while back. One, um, Another movie that I hope we get to do, but it's extremely long and also very, like, art artsy. But um, I learned this from watching this movie. It's called uh, A Clockwork Orange, and it's, di- it's directed by uh, Stanley Kubrick. Same guy as The Shining, 2001 Space Odyssey. But was, I was watching that movie, and the character, the main character drinks milk throughout that movie. What I learned is that in film, when uh, a, a really big, significant, like, visual piece for, uh, for, mil- for filmmakers um, is that having a character drink milk signifies that they are off. They are, you know, something's mentally wrong. So if you go back to any other movie you've watched, uh, we, we brought up Psycho. In that movie, what are they? What are they eating, Shelton? What did you go off about? What did they? What did they drink throughout during that parlor scene? Duh, I guess milk. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> they they had <laughs> sandwiches and milk. Oh, I remember that. Pissed me off. Yeah. So Zarya does. I'm sorry, Zarya. Yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, but it is, that's the thing here. It, usually in movies, if a character who we already know that is crazy or that is like off. They're, you know, usually the villain, they're drinking milk. And it's, it's kind of a psychological thing. But, uh, yeah, so Terry here is the killer. He's drinking milk. Uh, in Psycho, they drink milk before <laughs> she brutally murdered in a, bath- in a bathroom. Um, it's Clockwork Orange. He's drinking milk before he goes out and just murders everybody. Basically, <laughs> like, oh. don't trust nobody that just be drinking milk. Yes. Full glasses of milk. 
you know, something's wrong. Um, I think what Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino, the movie begins with a Nazi invading a home looking for Jews. The first thing he drinks is milk and then immediately murders everyone <laughs> under the floorboards. <laughs> like, you know, oh. if, yeah, so there's your film lesson that Walters learned from watching too many movies. If a character who is clearly insane or psychotic is drinking milk, know that someone is going to die. <laughs> that that kind of bugs me. Like, it's just like, I'm about to murder a bunch of people, but first I need my glass of milk. What the yeah. hell? I think it's it's done very well in Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if you've seen it, but that scene is intense with the whole milk thing. I have and done. just... Okay, yeah, man. It went, I'll have to show it to you. I think you would actually like that one. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Michael Fassbender hunting Nazis. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Everybody Quit, likes a movie where somebody runs around killing Nazis. Exactly, dude. They, they murder Hitler in that movie. <laughs> they, they make him suffer. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, yeah. you know, Quentin Tarantino, like, if you thought the, the gunshot in, in Pulp Fiction was bad, wait till you watch that movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty Man. sure everybody's had the conversation like, you know, I think I'd revive Hitler, but like to... immediately kill him. <laughs> yeah, like we'll 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 do the same thing they did to Richard Ramirez in uh, American Horror Story. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! But back to this I mean, piece yeah, of shit sure. movie. <laughs> back to this horrible movie. Um, so we get the phone call. Mom gets a phone call that Terry, no, Todd has escaped. Wow, I'm getting confused. Todd has escaped <laughs> from his school, as she calls it. And she tells Terry, and they, she does this whole secret thing. I love this part. She does this whole oh, secret it's thing. Good. Your brother's escaped from jail. Hold on, I gotta tell. Your brother's escaped from jail, uh, from the school, but don't say anything. I don't want to ruin Thanksgiving. As he soon as goes. he sits down, <laughs> my psycho brother escaped. <laughs> And then she just looks at him for like a solid minute. If I was her, I would have been. Boy, if you. I, ooh, I would have. I would I would have been like, can, can you come in the kitchen, please? They all they would have heard was a fucking slap. <laughs> Fuck, man. Ruin the. Don't say anything. You're gonna ruin Thanksgiving if you do. Ruin Thanksgiving. <laughs> like. What kills me is that when he sits down after he said that she sits down with this, like, bowl of bread, and he just stares at him. And <laughs> it's a, a oh solid God. minute goes by, and she's just looking at him while he's, like, eating. <laughs> he passed the piece, and she's, like, just sitting there. The camera doesn't zoom in. It doesn't <laughs> zoom out. They don't cut it. They just have it on her looking at him. I'm like, well, who did this? <laughs> Normally you would cut or something, but no, they just have it. A, a minute goes by, a minute of this movie goes by of her just staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> like I, I knew from that moment, I was like, oh no, what is this movie? <laughs> yeah, they don't know when to cut away at a lot of parts. Like a lot. Cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one reacts at all. <laughs> My psycho yeah. brother escaped, and everybody just continues eating. <laughs> Wait a minute. She really what? overestimated the reactions to that, honestly. <laughs> I have a secret murder child. All right, well, can you pass the peas, please? <laughs> they didn't care. They did honest, not. I, w- I would have been ready to get a plate before I left, too, though. Thanksgiving yeah. is bomb. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Todd is just walking to town. Like, how did y'all not find him? He's just, he's literally walking. Well, then again, they couldn't find Michael Myers. 
So maybe I should give him a break. Maybe it's well, easy. It, at least Michael Myers is like the stalker, you know? Like, he, he stays getting in places where he shouldn't be, but he's a normal to... dude with no skills. He's been in there for 10 years after being a child. He has no idea how to do anything. <laughs> Just walk in with his converses. <laughs> Just walk into town. I He knows exactly where they live. I guess they sit in that house for so long, but like just walks from the mental asylum to the house. They couldn't find him. He's wearing this bright striped shirt. <laughs> it's still daytime. They couldn't find him. You know, Michael Myers had the uh, common sense to change clothes and steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Todd just walks to town. You know, but, uh, good for Todd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, if I ever get murdered by someone named Todd, I will gladly walk down the steps to hell because I deserve that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Walter, you get to go to hell. No, no, I'm going to hell. <laughs> why? You sent Todd after me, God. That's why. Todd, really? <laughs> I couldn't get anyone cool. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> A guy named Todd killed me. Anyone else? <laughs> no one else was available. I take Wade. Wyatt. Wade. <laughs> oh, me, no. Greg, you gave me Todd. <laughs> That's my dad's name. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this movie sucks. <laughs> it's just, that's me getting back into it. So, yeah, like... So I did I did get this part here. At the end of the scene, you know, everyone's not even at the end, but like so the mom announces she's getting remarried to this guy named Brad. And I guess at this point, this is what makes Terry go off. Not only yeah. does because this happens before he realizes that Todd Terry Todd mm, he realizes that his brother is coming is has escaped. But you know, seeing his mom hug this man that I'm pretty sure he's known for a while because they live there, yeah. but that sets off Terry, just like how the other guy set off Terry and the whole act of sex. Although, I think they just hug in this. <laughs> but anything about his mom, he goes off and immediately starts to just start plotting to murder people. Yeah, which, is... which it's very weird, honestly. Like, you go that long without murdering people and then all of a sudden it's just like, well, guess I'll just murder <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, you hugged my mom, you gotta die. And so does everyone else. <laughs> yes. Except for those two other people that were at that dinner that just never show up again. <laughs> they they got away. Good for them. Yeah. Um, although, so the mom's solution to her kid escaping from a mental institution is to clean the house. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, stress cleaning. Stress cleaning, <laughs> all right. Um, so... The, <laughs> Uh, it's at this point, I guess it's nighttime at this point, because the psychiatrist and her assistant come with guns ablazing at their apartment building. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> you expect the police, but no, we'll just, there, there's no single cop. Listen, <laughs> there is not a single cop the entire movie. No one calls the police. No one. E even at the beginning when the cops actually show up, you don't actually see a cop. Yes. You see lights in the background. That's it. Even at the end, at the very end, you just hear sirens, and then that's it. It's like, wait, where are the where's the police? 
The budget wasn't, they didn't have the budget for the uniforms. We could only, we have a choice to make. We either get a lot of fake blood or the, the actual police. <laughs> to be Let's fair, I know it. what you would pick, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, do we want the sound or do we want the act? I would have at least one person in the outfit. Like, you know, you could easily turn the psychiatrist, the assistant into a cop. Like, just go to like Walmart and just buy a five-dollar <laughs> cop outfit. Man, go to Spencer's and get a cop outfit. Like, <laughs> it's not that hard. Walter, don't go to Spencer's. If you ever make a movie, don't go to Spencer's for a cop outfit. You're gonna end up having them in like a. You have a dude walk up in like a mini skirt with a badge on and a crop top. <laughs> Reno nine one one, baby. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, they. I love the mom's reaction. Is that a gun? Well, no, uh, obviously. Jesus, I hate her yeah. so much. So, <laughs> so they decided to go look for T- for Todd because they think he would go there. Well, I mean, I guess. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> Terry kills Brad. <laughs> that was pretty. I think it's a pretty awesome kill. It was pretty like, good. He he messed Brad up. Yeah, like Brad is just sitting there drinking a beer doing absolutely nothing and first of all it's too easy for terry to come into people's houses does no one have locks <laughs> he just opens <sighs> the screen door and chops off body parts it's something about like slasher movies in that like day and age it seems like whenever not, not day and age but like that time period yeah it seems as though whenever there's a killer running around even if people know they don't there's always one door or window or something that they just don't lock I think it's the it, whole house. They just leave everything unlocked. Yeah, it is pretty much the whole house in that. I mean, I watched a movie like two days ago called Big with Tom Hanks, and it's a little kid that gets turned into Tom Hanks because Disney mm-hmm. magic. And that entire movie, so the kid goes missing. Like, the kid is reported missing. And they're like, we got to find this kid, but the kid is, is actually Tom Hanks as an adult. And so he's like, all right, I'll just make a life for myself. Meanwhile, the mom and the family is like, our kid's missing, but we're going to leave everything unlocked. And people just keep walking in and out of their house. I'm like, there is some, your kid is missing. <laughs> like, what is going on with the 80s? Why, why was everything unlocked in the 80s? Like, that's just, I think it's just an 80s thing. They didn't really, like, lock doors or anything. Anyone could walk in. Anyone. A dog could unlock the door. Like, that's how easy it was. Which, I guess it makes sense just because of, like, um, back in the day, like, people had more of a sense of security and safety. Well, where nowadays people are like, anything can happen, so I better be prepared. <laughs> yeah, but like, for the way I think about it, it's like, no wonder a lot of people were murdered and killed. Like, cause they just left everything unlocked. Like, people could literally just walk in. But yeah, Terry kills Brad, chops off his beer hand. Sad. <laughs> and that's, I like how the, the hand twitches, grabbing the beer, though. That was pretty cool. Uh, and that that was pretty good. Yeah, he gives us terrible dialogue that was meant to be funny. <laughs> I don't know what he says. He's like, I need to give you a hand there, Brad, or something like that. But uh, that it was yeah. terrible. All right, so we get back to the the assistant. His name is Jackie, who's again another useless character. But he stops. He's he's getting paid to find this kid, but stops to smoke a, smoke some weed. <laughs> And he dies. Like he smokes, and then Terry's there, covered in blood. And he, no bells go off. Nothing, nothing goes off about this guy. He's like, you know, your brother 
your brother's a weirdo. This guy's literally standing in front of you. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> no, not not smart. Yes, <laughs> Jackie. I like. I actually like Jackie's death though. This is just so weird. He's like, lights up, smoking, and then a guy covered in blood stands in front of him. I'm like, I, you just started smoking. You're not even high yet. Arrest him. Do you have a gun? Do something. Anybody who like comes into contact with Terry is just or Todd. Fuck. Wait, which fuck? I, I don't care. The one that kills people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever comes in contact with him is just completely oblivious and useless. Yeah, when they meet the other one, they just immediately start running. Like, yeah, so it's, it's like, like, okay, guys, they look the exact same. How can you tell the difference? Exactly. Especially since he hasn't intro, he didn't do an introduction. He walked up to you. Yes, like, <laughs> like I, I get that the guy does say like, oh hey, your brother got away, got got out. He's a psycho. It's like My thing okay. Is- well, yes. you're in the woods alone, and he is alone as well, with blood on him. Well, what are you, what, where's your brain, dude? Yeah, and then, like, okay, even just common sense, like, they're identical twins, and <laughs> how do you automatically know that that one is Terry, and that one's Todd, like, then, <laughs> like, Terry's wearing a different outfit from earlier, so how did you automatically know that it was him? <laughs> Yeah, no. With that being said, Jackie deserved to die, and he gets a machete through the stomach, which is actually another another cool looking death. <laughs> it's just stabbed. Is it, is it really? <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cool looking death. He just stabs him and then leaves. I think like, his reaction to being stabbed was pretty awful. <laughs> like they they definitely should have did like. I, I guess they they had an issue with showing it go into him or something. I don't fucking know. But, like, because yeah. when he initially stabs into him, it's just like, oh, and he ho- you see him just hold his shoulder for a good few seconds. And it's like, yeah. you could have done something a little better with that, especially since, like, the first kill was so good. And even the the kill on what uh, Brad was really good. And then we get this. Yeah, man. And <laughs> smash cut. Mom's eating leftovers already on the floor. <laughs> And she hate, didn't keep her brother, I mean, her son at home. Yeah, like, I mean, again, I, the, I, I think she's such he's a bad adult. mom. She's horrible. It, he's 17. <laughs> yeah, but like, watching the movie, I'm like, he looks like an adult. I guess he could just go, but he's 17. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing if there's a missing person out there who's possibly dangerous, why is everyone out the house? Like, everyone just leaves. Everyone. Uh, sorry, another thing about the mom is that if there's a if there's a killer on the loose that everyone that the police are looking for that looks exactly like the one that you think is innocent why the hell would you let him go out because as soon as the cops see him they're going to want to arrest him because he looks the same as the other one yeah even earlier as she's cleaning (laughs) he goes like all right mama believe put on your jacket it's cold out there excuse me he went swimming (laughs) earlier what do you mean it's cold out there like this is Florida. <laughs> if it's warm enough to swim, then you're probably not like it's it's not going to get cold enough to need a jacket when you go out. Yeah, like horrible. This is the worst mom I've ever seen in anything, I, anything. And I I watch a lot <laughs> of like heavy dramas, and no no other mom 
you know, usually in drama, the parent who's not there is doing like some kind of drug. But like, mm-hmm. even they get like a relapse or not a relapse, but even they get clean and show up for their kids by the end of the series. She does abs- she does nothing in this. Like any other movie, I don't know who I don't, I can't think of anyone who's worse. Norma Bates wasn't even that bad of a parent. Like, yeah, no, her son even. murders girls for a living. Like, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I hate this so much. This movie you is so hate, bad. You seem to hate it more than I do, which is hilarious. Which is why I get so much enjoyment from it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're just a masochist. You like pain. <laughs> I am. This is this is so horrible, but it's so fun to watch. But it's so bad. Like, I rather watch Black Christmas because I can I can think about it. Same. I can't. I can actually follow the plot. This one has yeah. This there's no plot after oh two identical twins. One of them's a killer. Where's it's the rest of the script? <laughs> convenient setup for murders. That's pretty much what this movie is. I would go. I would go as far as saying that like Friday Thirteenth is much better than this movie, and we trashed Friday the Thirteenth. You weren't on that uh, podcast, but we trashed it. <laughs> we like that one is just still bleeding out, I think. But this movie is much, much worse. Oh boy. With that being said, Mom is drinking wine and calling people at this point. But uh, before that, Terry kills the doctor, which is in a very cool death, actually. That one was alright. It was pretty good. Although it's like he passes by the camera and then boop, she's bleeding. She's cut in half, screaming. Yeah, <laughs> should, like I'm pretty sure be... the machete no. isn't gonna cut through her that fast. Yeah, but I guess he, it took a while for him to like hack her. But like she's just on the ground, cut in half, still screaming. She should be dead, right? Like the shock would have taken over by this point. <laughs> oh yeah, the, by the time he finally got through everything. The spine and everything else, yeah, definitely. And then what kills me is that later on, Todd finds her, just like finds her and tries to put her back together. She's already dead, bro. That was terrible. <laughs> At the same time, it was very stupid and terrible. But looking into the like context of him being sheltered for ten years, it makes sense. No, that he would try that. <laughs> It, it it does, because it's like he doesn't understand the – he understands that death happens. He understands that he's in there for murder. But, like, at the same time, the the only stuff from the outside world that he would interact with that would let him know how death and all that stuff works would be, yeah. you know, when he was seven. I guess. But here's the thing. Another plot hole about this movie. But, like, so Todd, he finds her dead – does he know that Terry's killing people again? Like, does he just know that? He like, should. I guess. But this is the first body he's seen. Even before that, he was already at the apartment. Like, he was kind of stalking around at that point. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the only murders he's ever seen were from him, though. So you, you think how close it is to their house, he would be able to associate that with his brother. Yeah, I mean... Uh, mm. Anyway, we get to my favorite line that comes up too many times. I hate Terry, it. Terry's in the bathroom and he's like wiping off blood off his like shirt and everything. And that's not cranberry sauce. That's not cranberry sauce. I that's not love... cranberry sauce. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the first time it's fine. But he said it too much in the movie. Well, no, it was terrible, but the rest of the movie's already been terrible, so at least it's understandable. 
I do love. I I think the line could work in in another movie, <laughs> but I mean it works for this one because it takes place on Thanksgiving. But like, it would work as a funny joke. <laughs> but he does he repeats it like forty times throughout this movie. It gets old very fast. And yet when he says it, I still laugh because it's like, why does he say it like that? <laughs> it's horrible. I wanted to retract into myself when he said it. Uh, he says it he says it the first time here before he takes a shower and changes clothes, which again no one noticed. <laughs> no one noticed at all. But uh <sighs> he changes clothes. And then he says it again uh later on when he's uh talking to uh what uh, his friend Artie yeah. on the like little bridge thing right before he kills him. Then he says it again after that. And then like a few minutes later he says it again. <laughs> and then later on he says it again. And I'm like, why is he just keeps repeating this catchphrase? <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. At least at least in other like slasher movies, uh, a bunch of them tend to take place during Halloween. So it actually makes sense for someone to be walking around with something that looks like spooky or murderous or something. But yeah. it's, it's Thanksgiving night. What the hell? Yeah, like, <laughs> again, it's Thanksgiving night. Why is everyone outside? You would usually be in after just eating. But it's just yeah. me. But, yeah, like, you know, I think about Scream. They have a lot of catchphrases on there, but they make sense. One, because the movie is self-aware. And two, usually it's the ghost faces on the phone, so he has to kind of say it, you know. But, like, <laughs> here it's just weird. Yeah, like it. It's like okay, if he does this now, you know he did some weird shit just randomly. So how does he? How does he have so many friends? <laughs> exactly, that are all in college. They're all like college freshmen or sophomores. Oh God, like <laughs> that's not cranberry sauce. That's not cranberry sauce. No well, what shit, else man. <laughs> what else could it be, Terry? <laughs> Jesus. Like, you weren't sheltered like your brother. You know it's not. You know what blood is. For Christ's sake, you murdered someone when you were seven. You know what blood is. Yeah. Um. Man, there's a scene after that where mom is calling Brad. You know, Brad's dead at this point. But, like, she's calling him. She can't, can't pick up the phone. And the TV is playing an eye for an eye and hand for a hand. Which brings me to my only another complaint of mine, not my only, but my other complaint is that why is every TV on this in this movie either playing a video game or a Christian sermon? <laughs> like, was there nothing else on the channels? Like, if there's nothing else on the channels, Brad was a horrible like manager. Like, no one has cable. <laughs> you have to either have to entertain yourself or watch Christian programming. <laughs> The house looked pretty decent too, so it didn't, or apartment or whatever, looked pretty I mean, decent too. So it didn't make sense. This is in every apartment though. Like it's in everyone that Terry visits or that the mom visits, the TV's in the background playing, and Jesus said this and something, something. And I'm like, what's with all the Christian programming? <laughs> it's, that's not even fit. That doesn't even fit the Thanksgiving theme. Like, no. If it was Christmas, I would understand. If it was the, Easter, I would understand. To be fair, the only things that fit the Thanksgiving theme, though, are the cranberry sauce phrase and the fact that they have Thanksgiving dinner. Everything besides that, at that point, they just kind of drop it. Don't forget the pie on the wall. <laughs> that poor piece of pie. I yeah, think but about you can make chowder. Pie ever. <laughs> yeah, not you know this is this is like sweet potato pie. I think. But like, I love you know. sweet potato pie. 
Me too. But I, I think about Chowder. You know how in Chowder was some bad habits of the food, they would like cut to like a puppet version of it, of it like just crying. Yes. <laughs> I, I imagine that probably just on the wall. Like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, that's all I can think about. Um, if we hadn't forgotten at this point, Terry still has a girlfriend that's kind of just whipping around this movie. <laughs> Which no one's surprised if you did. But here's my thing, like, so the girlfriend disappears and she's with the friends, and Terry immediately goes after uh Karen, who kind of is our like final girl. <laughs> so like he immediately tries to hook up with her, and then later on, they're like they catch them together, and the like <laughs> um what's her I can't remember her name. I think his, uh I don't know her name, but his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend is like. I saw your brother. How is your question not what are you two doing together and why is she buttoning up her shirt? Like <laughs> she had no well, questions about him cheating on her. He was flirting with her at at the dinner table too and his girlfriend was like upset at first and then she was like, "Haha, you're so funny." <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not a character in this movie. Like that's how it felt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, honestly. And then she just hops in the car with the other two dudes and goes off <laughs> for like a whole hour. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. And I, you know, at this, so we, yeah, we reached the middle part of the movie where nothing really happened except more people kind of vaguely die. Uh, We do get a, we do get an awesome death though with the, uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a, these other characters. We got Julie and I think Will. Will is, Will is the, uh, the the guy I mentioned earlier who did all the special effects, but Will and Julie are going off on a date and Julie has a baby and uh, I think it's, it's one of these girls. I forgot their names. You know, I forget about their names halfway through this movie. Like, one of the girls <laughs> is babysitting the baby. And Terry, <laughs> by the time they get back, uh, you know, she's like, oh, the baby's asleep. And she leaves, and she joins the, the other nameless friends. And <laughs> Will dies because <laughs> there's a there's a doorbell, and he goes to answer it while uh, What's-Her-Face is taking a shower or whatever with the baby. And... <laughs> She's like, Will, where are you? And then she goes to open the front door because Terry rings it, and then boom, head dangling there. I was like, you know, it's a fun little prank, but like, why was this here? You can cut all this out, and it wouldn't like affect the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of parts like that, <laughs> but like, oh my god, the baby annoys me too. And usually, I love babies, but this baby was did not need to be in this movie at all. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. Um, <laughs> again, I can't like this. This whole this is what I, I feel like. I understand what you mean by it gets boring because a lot of this middle stuff is just nothing happening. We keep cutting back to the mom who is just like drunk dialing people. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't need to be like if you're gonna have her only do that, you might as well not. Here's my thing: she's constantly trying to call Brad. Just go up and find them. You know where his apartment is, and she doesn't do that until the end. Yeah, so they like, live. They live in the same building, like complex. Yeah, so it doesn't make why, sense. Why does she spend like three hours calling random people instead of just going? Like you would think you're, you're after the third call or second call, you would be like, you know, let me just go to his house where he said he would be. Which you think <laughs> if a if a murderous if your son who is a murderer escapes from the wherever the hell mental hospital or whatever you think yeah. she'd be like um can you stay here 
or he would be like, oh, that's scary. I'm going to stay with you because he's probably going to try to come here. But no, nobody puts that together at all. Yeah. No one, again, like, you know, even the friends, uh, the nameless friends is what I'm going to call them because I legit forgot their names except for Karen because I have to know her name. But like, <laughs> they they go off and they're like partying at this house and then they're playing video games and the other two go off to have sex and then they use that time to, you know, pull a prank and then they all leave again and then they all come back and I'm like, why, what is the point of just house hopping that you guys are doing here? Like, <laughs> stay inside. They're just bored. Oh, God. Oh, I do love the fact that, like, after... So, I I, I love it, but also hate it. But, like, this, this is, like, a slight pet peeve of mine with, like, showers. But, you know, it wouldn't be a session movie without a, you know, sexy, skinny, white girl taking a shower. But... <laughs> <laughs> She pulls a prank that requires makeup on her face. It's only on her face, and she scares uh, the other two characters in this movie with uh, the other character. I think his name is Greg. Uh, but they, <laughs> they decide to, to pull a prank on him and scare them, and then they all leave. And, you know, in the background, Terry is just kind of skulking around. And <laughs> so after they scare them and after they leave, she decides to take a full-on shower which, I mean, I guess if you're going to bed, but it was just on your face, just wash your face off. But, like, she goes to take a shower. Immediately afterwards, the next scene we see those two actors in is on a tennis court. So you mean to tell me you took a shower and then immediately went to go get sweaty again? <laughs> I hate that. I hate when people <sighs> do that. You yeah, go no. take a shower and immediately go and get, like, dirty and nasty. Like, that's especially, I mean, no offense to any white people out there, but... <laughs> you, guys, you guys smell different. So why oh, would you God. do that? <laughs> what? I hate that so much. Take a shower and sit your butt down. Do not go off. Take a, Do not take a shower and go off and play a sport. That I mean, kills it me. Ma- it makes sense if you're doing it like at the beginning, like in the morning or, you know, you just woke up and you're, so you're going to take a shower. Yeah, yeah that makes that. sense. That Yeah, but that like, makes sense. If it's field day or something. It yeah, is the that. middle of the night. Yes. After Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. You didn't shower before dinner or any other time during that day, apparently. But now you're going to take a shower and then immediately go and do something late at night. Yeah. That like, requires you off. to get dirty. They go off and play tennis. And then after that, after that doesn't work, they go off to go have sex in a pool. <laughs> or at Which, the pool. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Exactly. Why are you doing there's no reason. Like, I get it, you know, pool sex, a little sexy, little scandalous, cool, get you. But with the setting, why? why and at this point, they... everybody knows he escaped from the hospital, too. No, no. At this point, everyone has seen both twins. Like, everyone is familiar with who Todd looks like. Everybody is familiar that she, Terry has changed clothes. So why? <laughs> why not just go home? <laughs> You could have had shower sex and you did this. They they weren't even in the pool. They were on the diving board. <laughs> Which you know was cold as fuck. In the middle of November. Oh, uh, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I I feel like I know how you felt during Scooby Doo, but I like Scooby Doo. This movie, <laughs> I like this movie too, but like this is this is infuriating. Like this, I hate thinking about this movie. 
but I love to make fun of it because who approved this? Oh, man. This this not this script makes no sense. <laughs> it does not. And then again, no one hears Terry walking in. Like he walks in and just like he's there for a minute, <laughs> just watching them on top of each other. And then he goes, uh, man, I wrote the line. He goes, stop that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, stop that. Get off of here. And then slices him and he goes into the pool, which <laughs> I have a question about that later on. But I do like the scene where you see the blood in the pool, but off off screen you hear her screaming and he chops her. I did like that part. <laughs> but stop that. Bad, Greg. <laughs> Bad. I'm like, what? <laughs> Screw you, Terry. Screw you. <laughs> and that's um, 2017 with a girlfriend, so it's like, did they just not do anything yet? <laughs> Although, I guess not, because his girlfriend is getting trying to, earlier was trying to get on to uh, Todd before she realized it was Todd. Oof. She was like, I want to make love to you. He's like, I'm tired. She's like, oh, no. And then runs. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, if it's Terry covered in blood. Oh, hey, Terry, what you doing? If it's Todd just standing there. Oh, my God. Which dumb, very dumb move on Todd's end. Like, you know that people think you did the murders and all that. So obviously telling people who you are. Like, I don't care how sheltered you are. It's, it's a clear, like, connection that if you tell people, they're going to freak out until you yeah. prove your innocence. Like what? <laughs> and then to later on pull a gun on somebody <laughs> in the back of their car. <laughs> How did he get there was my question. Where did he get the gun from? He got the gun from the psychiatrist, her body, after he found her dead body, tried to put her back okay. together and took the gun from her. Yeah. And then the gun reveals to be unloaded. So, like, who was carrying around an unloaded gun? Uh... <laughs> who didn't put the bullets in the gun? <laughs> hmm. this, movie, this movie goes out of its way to not make sense. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one word for it. Oh, God. Um... So Todd does try to shoot Terry, but he just runs away like a little bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we get another uh, Artie and Terry try to find him, I guess. They chase him, but they go off into his little bridge area, which is a little hiding space. And we get another. That is a cranberry sauce, Artie. That's not Ugh. cranberry sauce. And then stabs him in the neck with a fork. <laughs> oh, poor Artie. He got friend zoned this entire movie, too. <laughs> I didn't feel bad about him because he was with Karen the entire time and <laughs> he just kept getting friend zoned. She's like, oh, I'm with Terry now, which again, when did that happen? Because he was with the other chick, but <laughs> I'm with Terry now. and <laughs> He's clearly wants you. But uh, after that, it's full on, you know, he goes or uh, Karen finds Terry just standing in the woods with his little machete and we get our final girl chase. I love a good final girl chase. Meaning, I don't like this one. <laughs> it was not very good. Yeah, we don't see one body. We don't see one dead. We see we only see what two dead bodies. Usually, like you know, I explained in uh, Halloween, our, the final girl chase is exciting because we kind of get the body count of the of the movie displayed for us visually. Like it's, it's a mm -hmm. fun trick to do. Even Scream does it, where the 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 final girl will go throughout the house, camp, or you know, neighborhood, wherever she is. It's visually, it's a, it's a good way to visually tell the audience, like, here's how many people have died 
and here's the danger that she's in by like her going throughout everywhere finding the dead bodies you know michael myers usually posts his up so you can see him like displays them yeah. i think in, in scream they were you know they try to do the same thing here we get the jackie's in the closet because she decides to hide in a closet for no reason <laughs> when she could have it's an apartment complex outside and your thought is not to run to the main road <laughs> you go to a closet and then uh. you, then she just immediately walks out, and then she's and then Terry's just there with a the dead body. <laughs> I love how he's playing with the dead body though. He's just like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> that that's that's all right. I, that was that was all right. My thing is, we're just gonna sit there for the entire time. Like, what if she didn't come out? <laughs> really though, <laughs> I think the, the one of the biggest issues with this movie though is that all the kills happen in such different locations all around to where there's there's no real way to string them together well yeah this it yeah terry is not a very good murderer you know if you want to psychologically torture somebody do it don't just you know willy-nilly um at this point todd has also disappeared i don't know where he goes (laughs) but like she's running from terry and she again she's just easy to go into this house though into everybody's house. Although, okay, I didn't bring this up earlier, but like the funniest thing is that Todd earlier in the movie finds this little girl looking for her cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think of this? He tells the little girl, go back home and don't open the door for anybody. Okay, stranger, I just met. <laughs> and it's, then <laughs> it's no. nice, but it's like at the same time, it's like, where, wh- who let this little girl outside? <laughs> Where are her parents? <laughs> Where are her parents? Because later on, we see her, and uh, Karen's trying to get into the house, and she's like, no, you're going to hurt my kitty. Where are your parents? What time is it? It's <laughs> Why are you home alone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I love that the little girl comes back, but you're going to hurt my kitty. Like, that part killed me. <laughs> it, it reminded me, it does remind me of Halloween where no one would open the door for Lori. Like, nobody in that neighborhood. Like, they literally turned the lights out on her. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, Karen finds herself in the apartment with the baby. Remember there was a baby in this movie? And, <laughs> uh, Julie, the baby's mom, is dead because somehow Terry got there first and killed her and didn't kill the baby so we get this uh i hate this baby because it it makes no sense that karen would go and grab this baby and start running down the street with it (laughs) like (laughs) just have her just have her go into a house and oh another person's dead like why is this baby here (laughs) like why (laughs) is uh, i mean i would say it's a callback but this movie came out in the 90s halloween 6 where paul rudd and some uh Paul Rudd is running with the baby throughout that entire movie. <laughs> like, I don't get, like, that's my only reference. And this movie came before it, and no one saw this movie when it came out. So it's like, why is this here? Uh, same thing happens, though. In Halloween 6, Paul Rudd has this newborn baby and puts it in a hospital cabinet and then comes back, like, two days later and it's still there. <laughs> Not dead. Like, uh. <laughs> this baby gets put in a cabinet later on in the movie, which I thought was hilarious. Like, and then, like, you know, bad sound editing because when they put it in the cabinet the crying immediately stops (laughs) that's when soundproof cabinets yeah like (laughs) i'm pretty sure that baby would be screaming at this point 
like it's a baby you know they they put that baby in that cabinet a lot (laughs) yeah like the sound just stops like (laughs) everything just stops oh god (laughs) that poor (laughs) poor kid um Oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to the end of this movie here, but there's just so many funny moments. But um mom finally decides to leave the house after she finds Terry's bloody shirt. Um during the chase though, uh Terry finds uh, there's a shot where Terry finds Karen and she's calling, I guess, the police at this point. Just like red phone. I do like the shot where uh Terry is he's like walking when you see the the machete first in the foreground, and then you see Karen curled up in the background. I thought that was a, a nice frame shot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she hits him in the dick with the phone. <laughs> oh. I thought that was pretty funny. What a power move. Yeah, like, it didn't phase him because he just kind of kept going. I'm like, okay, wow. He, okay, Terry. But, well, like, he doesn't like sex, so there's got to yeah. be something going on with that. Yeah, like, he, he... I mean, she hits him in the dick, but... Uh, he he just keeps trucking on after her, and she's the image of her running down the street with this baby doll. Like, this, is it clearly a doll? It's hilarious. I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, it looks like a Chucky doll. Like, that's how big it was. And if, you know, if you've seen any Chucky movie where they go, they pick him up and run, it looks yeah. so funny. So her running down the street with this doll wrapped in a blanket is hilarious. But like I said, mom goes off. She finally leaves the house after sobering up and finds her dead boyfriend. Uh, I do like how Terry posted him up like at the desk though. <laughs> He's just sitting there. And she it takes her a minute to like I don't know why. Oh god. It takes her like a long time to, to realize he's dead. Meanwhile, there's blood everywhere. Like there's blood yeah. on the walls. I'm like, do you not see the blood on the chair or anything? Like there's blood everywhere. <laughs> I love the sound it made when his when his body fell and his head split open. It was like <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> it fell over me. That sounds like oof, oof. Ew. I should call her. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh God. You know, and on that note, um, <laughs> mom has a gun now. Um, and we get to the pool house where we get our final showdown because, um. <laughs> Karen decides to run to the pool instead of not running to the main highway or something. Yep. It's so terrible. Um, but let's get to the end of this movie because I, I can't take it anymore. Um, so t- Todd and Terry face off in the pool while Karen just kind of watches, not doing anything. And then mom comes in with a gun and she, she this, okay, this part gets me too. So she walks in as Todd is in the pool because we're supposed to think that Terry won the little fight inside the pool. He crawls out on the other side. And Karen, who put the baby in the cabinet again, I guess again, and she put him in the cabinet and she's like, Todd, Todd. She's screaming Todd as the mom walks in. And the mom immediately shoots Terry like a bunch of times. And yeah. then, <laughs> so they pull Todd out of the pool. And after Terry falls down into the pool. She's like, she runs over to Todd and she's like, oh, it's just, uh, she's, you know, she starts like, she starts nutting all over this child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so weird. It's so bad. Like, she just starts like declaring her love for this kid in ways that should not, 
you know, it's, it crosses several lines. Very incest. The way that, yeah, like it's beyond incest. It's some, it's some like hills have eyes type affection. Oh no! Like it's some weird stuff going on with her and this kid. And then <laughs> there's a shot where like Karen is just standing there. They cut, and then they cut back, and Karen's holding the baby. Where did she go get the baby? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about and, it. <laughs> and. So then, oh God, mom, mommy Maggie, and she's holding her little Todd, her baby, and she thinks it's Terry. She's like, it's just us, Terry. And he goes, but I'm Todd. (laughs) They both start freaking out. (laughs) No. Please tell me you have a reaction for this end scene of them just screaming, I'm Todd, for a solid, like, two minutes. Uh, It was... Like, I really, I was like, okay, good plot twist. What's going to happen next? And then they just did that the whole time. I was like, oh, yeah, that meant nothing. I'm Todd. No, <laughs> I'm Todd. Like, why was she screaming it? Why? <laughs> Does she I know the truth at this broke. point? Her... <laughs> that wine still had some effect. But, uh. <laughs> You know, I would be fine if the movie ended here with them just screaming, I'm Todd, and Karen just walking out. Because you, that's usually how all these movies end. I mean, we'll get to the same type of thing in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, and it, 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 it works there. We'll see it, you know, tomorrow, as of this recording. Uh, we'll see it there. But, like, they're just screaming, I'm Todd, for, like, a solid, like, minute and a half. And then <laughs> Mom somehow still has enough bullets left in that gun which I, I tried to count the bullets. I'm pretty sure she shoots Terry like six times, but somehow there's this bullet left and she shoots herself. Yeah. She, sh- she shoots herself in front of Karen and the baby. So both of them are going to be like messed up for life. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if there's one thing I know about psychology, it's that trauma has an effect at a very early age. And that kid, <laughs> that kid saw a woman blow her brains out <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> that kid is going to be messed up. And then yeah. they just walk out. <laughs> they just run out like, like you know, they just run. <laughs> There's it's no, so like, it doesn't feel like it's a real conclusion. It just kind of feels like, all right, we're out of time. Good luck. <laughs> no more money left. <laughs> we spent it all on... <laughs> Spent it all. Cause it's like, okay, so is Todd gonna get arrested now? Is he? Clear? That's what I'm saying. Like Karen leaves, so it's like Todd has nobody to stick up for him. Everyone's dead. Like, and it's just gonna look like he did it. Which I guess that's a good ending too. But we don't fucking get anything. Like, yeah, like there's no confirmation whatsoever. It just ends. <laughs> There's police sirens because they had enough money for police sirens and it ends. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Um, all right. So really quickly, Shelton, let's wrap it up here. Give me your full thoughts and if you recommend or not recommend for Blood Rage. Um, I think overall it has some good kills. It has some mediocre kills. The plot is non-existent. Um it's funny at times, but at the same time, it could really feel like it's just, it could be more cringe than funny. Um, but definitely, I think, if you're that type of person who likes to get a bunch of friends together and watch or talk about 
a really bad horror movie, it's perfect for you. If you like watching good things, burn it and never <laughs> think about it ever again. <laughs> um, you know what? I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna get into it. This movie doesn't allow me to get deep into it. You know, I I, I expressed some visual things that I liked about it, like film wise. Other than that, this is just a silly like slasher movie that no one gave a crap about. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Do I recommend it? Uh, no. <laughs> do I know? Okay, I, I'll say this. Generally, I don't recommend it at all. But I recommend it to uh, people who, like Shelton said, if you like bad movies, if you like laughing at a movie, like this is definitely one to watch. Like if you're if if it's Thanksgiving, and you know you're there with your cousins and you're all are high, y'all are just coming back from that walk, put this movie on because it'll have everyone in tears. <laughs> it's so bad. It's 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 not bad. It's good. Like uh, Black Christmas is, but it, it's just bad. So at you get, the only thing I think you can get out of it is just making fun of it. You know, it'd be a great drinking game. Every time something doesn't make sense, take a shot. Yeah. You're going to be fucking wasted. Yeah, like, you'll be trashed by, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. Any Anytime someone, anytime Terry said, that's not cranberry sauce, <laughs> take a double shot. Oh, no. Yes, take a that's double shot. Setting up for bad decisions. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, all right. So Shelton, what do you think was better? Because you didn't like Black Christmas. So which one do you think is be- is better? Oh, like Black Christmas is fine art compared to this. <laughs> Let's be honest. Ending and all, like both the <laughs> ending and all. I mean, Black Christmas's ending was it, it was weird. It, the fact that the cops didn't check the building, but at least we got a conclusion. Like she's stuck in the house. Dude's probably gonna kill her. Gotcha. Okay fine this we get everyone's pretty much dead except for karen and todd and, and karen just no runs idea. off <laughs> and karen's just like i i'm out i did my role in this movie peace and then todd's just there like what do i do now <laughs> i'm todd i'm todd i'm todd we know um Ugh. i agree black christmas is much better any of the movies I named earlier in this podcast are also much better than this. Like, watch. I, I, I genuinely mean this. This is probably the worst out of all those movies I named, including the one that I couldn't remember the plot to. But, like, watch uh, Black Christmas. Watch April Fool's Day. That's actually a really good, fun slasher. The really good twist at the end. Watch Sleepaway Camp. That's a way better movie. It looks worse than this movie, but it's a better... <laughs> it has a better plot. Like, that one... It deals with the same kind of stuff, except uh, instead of twin boys, it's dealing with a brother and sister duo. Um, and it takes, it takes place at a summer camp, but much better movie, much better plot. You can even ask Savannah, you know, go to her Twitter, ask her. It's much better. <laughs> this movie is, um, <clears throat> this movie, yeah, uh, this movie is horrid, but I love it. And I would recommend it to anyone that wants to watch a really crappy 80s movie about Thanksgiving. Um, but at the same time, not about Thanksgiving. Yeah. The, <laughs> which brings me to my next point. Um, would you like to see a remake of this movie? 
Like, if someone was to remake this movie and make it better, would you be down? Or a possibility of making it better? If they took the idea, like, literally scrap everything except for twin murders, frames other twin, framed twin escapes. On Thanksgiving. I would keep the Thanksgiving aspect. Yeah, that's fine. That's good enough. But, you know, keep that keep that main story plot and then just literally overhaul and change everything else. And yes. I think you could actually make a decent movie. Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree. Is there a remake coming? No, I don't think anyone's really thinking about this movie. Not even Blumhouse would probably pick this up. And, and they've they been re- everything. Yeah. They really, man. Um, I was going to bring this up later. I mean, I, this might get edited out or not, but I did want to tell you that, you know how it went on about the uh, Black Christmas remake they did and how horrible it was? Yes. So they they, they recently redid, uh, they, they did a reboot slash sequel to The Craft, uh, a, a movie, another movie that I've never actually seen all the way through. But so I, being curious, I haven't watched that remake, but I listened to a couple spoiler podcasts about it. It's The Craft. What It's about witches. It's not really a spoil. It really isn't. But... <laughs> from what people make it sound like and this movie i think people actually like uh aside from black christmas but it kept getting compared to the remake of black christmas because it's literally the same movie like the same like general women against white men plot line Mm -hmm. (laughs) but from what i heard is that the craft does it in reverse so they (laughs) it's it's they're saying it's the same level of like obviousness and bad, but they were more kinder about it rather than Black Christmas 2019 being more like, oh no, all men are trash. White men bad, yeah. kill white yeah. men. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the remake was about like LGBTQ uh, conclu- conclusivity uh, or inclusivity. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but it's still the same. It's still the same amount of like messaging over too much in your face. Like that's what the main complaint was. Like it was instead of like basically that instead of what it was supposed to be. Yeah, like it could have. It sounded like it could have been a really good like revitalizing the franchise type thing, like you know Halloween or something. But Mm -hmm. too much of the message got in the way of people's enjoyment of it. So I thought that was pretty funny. Like so they messed up again. Which (laughs) that's a big problem with a lot of like movies coming out they get very lost in subtext and the subtext becomes like the plot yeah which um even i am a guilty of that i spent like a few scripts this year just like i want to tell a story about a subplot but that that becomes the plot and it's like oh this doesn't work anymore <laughs> yeah yeah we gotta work on that but um other than that <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast everybody uh we're back for right now uh we got two more episodes after this I promise there will be much more enjoyable. Although I think this is a pretty good episode. It was pretty funny. It, it was a good episode. But, you know, I'll never get that hour and a half back in my life. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> At least it was free. It was on Amazon Prime. <laughs> At least it was free. Yeah, I had to pay for Silent Night, Deadly Night. So I'll... I'll oh. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere else. I'm like, well, I gotta... It was only a dollar, but still. <laughs> <laughs> And again, that's a movie I actually like, but I was still like, do I really want to pay for this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could I could get a McDonald's drink, a large McDonald's drink for this. Should I do this? I kid you not. I was like, do I want to save this dollar <laughs> and just like put another movie on the list? 
But um, like I said, that's our show. Uh, thank you, Shelton, for joining me. Uh, thank you for coming back for December. Yeah, it's always good to be back, even when it's painful like this. <laughs> yeah, you've been going through a lot of pain lately, Scooby-Doo. All <laughs> I feel <rage>. is pain. <laughs> I promise we'll get to a good movie. <laughs> I promise we'll get to a good movie at some point. We'll but Walter, <laughs> yeah, Walter is a big fan of crappy slasher movies, so that's why we're here. <laughs> but um, you know, at least you like Gone Girl. Like, Gone Girl was so good. I've watched that movie like three times. Oh my! Man. Since like like including watching it for the podcast. That's awesome. I love it. Um, but yeah, everybody out there, thank you for listening to the Murder Board Podcast. If you want more of the Murder Board Podcast, you can find us on Instagram at MurderBoard underscore pod and on Twitter at MurderBoard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments uh, about the show and everything. Please don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. You can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, mainly Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and right here on Anchor. Also consider supporting the podcast and helping us sustain future episodes such as this by hitting the support button slash link down below. Please consider uh, donating to us so we can provide some more quality content and expand as well. Go ahead and click that button down there. Uh, Look for new episodes on Friday and Sundays. And uh, happy holidays from me and all the murder podcasts from me and Shelton here. And uh, we'll We'll catch you again on the murder board. Goodbye. Remember, that's not cranberry sauce. That's Uh, not cranberry sauce. You look like cranberry sauce. I love me some cranberry sauce. I would would eat it out of the can or whatever it comes in. I think that's a a lot. It's very bitter. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. Uh, I love I love cranberries in general, but I love it. All right, bye guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.